0: slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started.
1: And we're back for another exciting episode of Zach's Snacks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you guys hear me Going chewing. back to old
1: school here, Zach is actually eating something in the podcast. So.
2: I am eating bacon and eggs and I have a cup
1: of coffee. That sounds so like I am, quite the breakfast. I am, man. Uh, I'm happier than
2: you two are right
1: now, I guarantee it. <laughs> Well, welcome back for another episode of Creators Collective, where we uh, talk about what we're making as well as what we are eating. I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon for supporting us. I particularly, I want to say a thank you to Darren Mates, uh, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and John from John Made It. You are helping make this podcast better, so thank you for that. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can find out at patreon.com backslash Creators Collective, as well Forrest. as you can- forwards. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Sorry,
3: it's been bugging me for weeks.
1: <laughs> uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever the cool people listen to their own podcasts. So Forward um,
2: slashes lean to the right, correct? Correct. Okay. Does
1: it make a difference? Probably.
2: <laughs> I don't know. What happens if you try it with, with a backslash?
3: I think you'll get an
1: error. Someone in the live chat will correct, it, correct us here soon, so... <laughs> If you'd like to have your questions answered, you can uh, join us live every, normally every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, although we had, last week and this week we are recording on Wednesday due to flights. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of which, uh, what you got going on, Zach? I
2: am going to Cincinnati tomorrow. My, uh, my wife's sister is getting married. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What have I been doing? I always have to think about it. I don't know if that means I'm going to have like memory problems when I get older because I already have them. Oh, forging stuff, so it's <laughs> of course, you guys hear my dogs going crazy in the background yeah. now hmm. I'll let one of you guys go i'll <laughs> I'll mute myself,
3: I'll eat my bacon. <laughs> and the dogs will settle down by the time it comes back around to me I just want I just want to say I'm really impressed James. I tried to like totally trip up your your intro spiel and uh and you just kept rolling with it, and you didn't lose your train of thought. And bravo, sir, that was, <laughs> that was impressive. Uh, no, so I'm actually actually getting concrete poured, like as we speak. Like mm-hmm. the, con- the concrete truck, the second the second concrete truck. Actually, it's the fourth. The second pour started <laughs> today. Uh, first truck rolled up at seven forty five this morning, and uh, yeah, so that's super exciting, and you guys will finally get to. Stop hearing me talk about you know pouring concrete and all that jazz. But uh, so that's really exciting. Uh, that means that I can get started on building the actual structure, start framing some walls. Um, hopefully, get this thing under roof uh, before it gets too cold. Um, but to be honest, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I just went and took a look at some built-in cabinets. Uh, for a job uh they're renovating a house and need built-in cabinets and i'm really excited about this one because i just have to build the cabinet boxes and the face frames and you know the hinges and 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 doors and stuff like that but i don't have to finish it i don't have to it's going to be painted and i don't have to paint it so i just need to build the thing and i don't have to do the thing that i huh. disliked, which is painting so
1: you're gonna uh, make them out of mdf
3: Yeah, right. No, uh, no, I'm making them out of, uh, birch, uh, three quarter inch birch plywood. And with uh, poplar, I think poplar, um, poplar face frames and doors because poplar takes paint really well. I might go maple, but I don't know. I haven't decided. I think it depends on the price of maple. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with my 3d printer. Uh, I am. I just. I print everything now. I have an idea, <laughs> and I just like. Oh, I'll just print it. Um, so I. Uh, I just made a two-axis swiveling gimbal cup holder for my tractor. Uh, <laughs> so, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the boat cup holders that that yeah. they're on an axis, they're on a gimbal. Um, so this is a two-axis gimbal, so your drink doesn't spill when you're on inclines or rocky terrain it, it it stays kind of level uh which i thought that was super super cool
2: uh, how does the uh how, how do you how do the bearing the the moving like ball and socket or whatever how does that work on there
3: yeah so this was uh twin b designed it on thingiverse uh, or he designed it in you know whatever his cad Software was, but then uploaded it to Thingiverse, which is uh, a place where you can upload three D printing designs, and then it's uh, like an open source, you know, where you can download other people's designs and things like that. So he actually designed it, and then I modified it. But um, it's a keyed; it's almost like um, like an axle would ride in a in a bushing, um, but it's just the three D printed filament, the PLA filament. Um, so it's
1: plastic on plastic; it's not uh, there's no
0: bearing.
3: Yeah, there's no actual bearing, um, but it seems to work fine. But you, I guess you could design it where there would be uh, a bearing, you know, press fit bearing inside of a, you know.
2: So how housing. hard is that filament? Right, that's what's called. Like how? Uh, I'm sure there's different yes.
3: types that you can get, but is it like there's a there's so is it many
2: like super types brittle well?
3: or? Well, I'm sure you can um, get whatever. I just answered my own question. I think probably. So I'm working with. Uh, PLA which is polylactic acid which is recycled recycled stuff um, and the benefits of PLA is it's easy to print and it uh, it doesn't smell too bad when you're printing it because basically you're just sending plastic through a, a heated extruder melting plastic laying it down on a plate and then building on that and it hardens as it cools it's got to um, smell great so the PLA doesn't smell but a- if you can print an ABS which is harder um, but it smells like awful. I know when you're a kid, this is probably a very specific thing that I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if all kids did this, but I did it um, where I, you know, I had my desk, I had a lamp in my bedroom, um, you know, with an incandescent light and I would take my action figures and like reshape the, like if I had, you know, a, a he man and his sword, like I would reshape his sword by melting it on the light bulb and like, <laughs> Huh. Did anyone else do that? Pretty pretty clever.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to do similar things. I wonder if you could use, like, hair as a filament. I used to sculpt wax uh, wax carvings with that.
3: Yeah, okay. But so if you've ever smelled melting ABS plastic, then then you'd know the smell. But PLA doesn't smell that bad. Um, It all depends on you can set your uh, infill percentage. So if you want just something to prototype, it doesn't need to be super strong. You can do like uh-huh. an 8%, 8% infill where it's just, you know, like a super light. It's not laying down that much filament for like the, the wall. 92 Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so how if you big, want something... How big can you print with that thing? Uh, 300 mil by 300 mil by 400 mil. So that's about 12 by 12 by 15.
2: That's pretty big. Yeah. See, the only thing I could think of directly... Like would be a uh, for like molding, like
3: wax casting, and or, or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. Like,
1: that'd
3: yeah. be really cool. Like I'm, so I'm thinking about using it to make um, knife templates, to where like I can design a knife in CAD and change you know angles and directions and shapes of things, and then I can print out you know just like templates where I can lay it over the steel and then trace on the inside of it with a see that sharpie. Ex-
2: that's exactly what I'm using my x car for. It's like in one of my next videos. Yeah, it's it's
3: it's very similar. It's very similar concept.
2: I thought I had one on the desk. I do. Come
3: here. Or I guess three D printing would be considered See? an ad- additive manufacturing process. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so three D printing would be an additive manufacturing process versus oh, there there goes Zach again. Uh. An additive manufacturing process versus uh, CNC, which would be a subtractive manufacturing process. Reductive? Team, I mean, Sub- reductive? I don't know. Something. I don't know. Uh, that, and I've been watching a lot of knife stuff, researching forges, anvils. Do you want to buy my forge? Maybe.
2: Is a possibility?
3: Mm-hmm. Is it the same one as uh, Johnny Brook has? It is the exact same one that Johnny Brook has. I'll Johnny Brook my- made- Johnny Brooke made me an offer if you can make a better offer. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: So well, nice. I'd have to pay shipping.
1: And so Get rid of that forge.
3: Actually, I think,
2: I don't think Derek is on here. He's, he's a, a local buddy of mine. Um, I know he's looking to get into it. So I might, I might try and work something out with him.
3: So I really want to hold. Your, what's that? Why are you a be better one? I think. So you have the NC whisper. Mama. Part. Yeah. The, yeah. Same one that Johnny has. With the open door on the side.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. In the that,
2: yeah. It's a, it's a for good forge. Um, I mean, I, I don't have I, I've done everything that I've done up to this point has been on it. It certainly works. Um, but the thing with like NC tools is I mean, they make good stuff, but it's all kind of farrier oriented. Um, so it's kind of weird because there's like like a, a recess, like a step down when you open the door and like everything and like the the, the floor of it is lower than all the entrances to the, to the forge. And there's, huh. there's some hot spots in there and stuff. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's not, I, I haven't had any issues with it, but I did try and do some forge welding the other day and I couldn't get it to work. So I know, I know supposedly those forges are capable of it. So like maybe I wasn't doing something right, but, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's probably, I'm sure it's probably capable of forge welding, but it's, uh, a stretch maybe so i've been looking at into uh, some of the chili forge stuff and i think i'm gonna get their single burner because it runs on way less psi it seems seems to be that like i i know a lot of people that that use their stuff and i know 100 without a doubt that it does everything that that i needed to do and you know there's i could obviously build my own but when it comes to forges and stuff i feel like there's a certain science to it that i don't want to trial and error i just want something that i know for a fact is going to work i don't want to mess around with like the venturi settings and like what angle the torch head is pointing into the forge so that it swirls and you get a oxidizing flame or a neutral flame like there's i don't want to do that i mean i don't that's not what i do i don't do science on my channel i smash stuff and build things i don't do science i smash
3: stuff that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I'm looking I just... at the Hell's Forge, uh, because it's relatively inexpensive and it's like a dedicated knife makers forge. Oh, huh. I haven't like heard of that. Um, they're made in Virginia, I believe, uh, which is cool if you're me. Um, but it's, uh, it's an oval shape and they have a two burner design and it's, there's no door on the side or anything, but it's like, it's only for knife making. Like if I wanted to do anything bigger, that would need a totally different forge.
2: You know, I find it like with, cause I'm secretly, I think I'm more into ornamental smithing. Um, I'd like to like, that's, that's my, I mean, knives are fun and cool and I, I enjoy doing them, but I think secretly, like I could see myself doing a lot more ornamental stuff. I just think it's more open, but you I don't think you need, typically you don't need like a huge anvil for that, depending on what you're doing. Cause you, you usually work in sections. It's not like you need to heat up a, you know, three feet of material at the same time. Uh, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that you know if you're getting into like the bigger scrolls and stuff an oxy acetylene torch or something where you can apply localized heat is i think everybody should own an oxy acetylene torch if you work with metal like it's you just even with wood? i mean you just it's one of those things that when you have it you just find uses for it they're pretty
3: cool i'd I'd like one i don't have one but i'd like one
2: i'm looking at the hell's forge
1: it looks a lot like the chili forge (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are you working on, James? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I actually haven't been working on much of anything this week because I've been out of town. But I went out to um, the uh, the Pacific Northwest Tool Collectors Meet uh, with the Best in the West in uh, Oregon, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm going to say that I, I really was not impressed with Oregon, Zach. Um, I don't know why you would want to live there. <laughs> Uh, no, it was actually a really good time. Uh, I had a, a ton of fun. I didn't buy a lot of tools, partially because I was flying out there, and partially because uh, um, I, I don't have a whole lot that I'm really looking for. But I did purchase a, a few good ones. The, the the big reason for going out there, though, was trying to find other locations to buy tools. So I was picking the brains of a lot of people there and finding out where do they go for it. And so hopefully soon, I'm actually going to be creating a map of uh, places where people can find hand tools not just in the u.s but around the world um, so hopefully in the next couple of days i'll be putting out a video showing off the map um, as well as asking for other people where do you buy tools and seeing if i can put more resources on there uh, because I, I get people all the time that email me and say there's no place around me where i can buy hand tools um and like three weeks before this meet someone messaged me and said i can't find anywhere around me to, f- to buy hand tools and i said well uh three miles from your house literally three miles from your house is where the pacific northwest tool collectors are going to be meeting in a couple weeks um, and people just don't know of all these places that are they're around just about everyone and i'd like to actually show it so that's the big project i was working on uh, if you
3: could find one around central virginia that'd be awesome
1: oh there's, there's quite a bit virginia is a hot spot for hand tools
3: yeah, there's a lot of there's also a lot of collector prices on hand tools here though.
1: Well, yeah, you're always going to find that wherever you go.
3: Um,
2: Make Brooklyn wants to know what kind of forge you use, uh, James.
1: I, I I use my own hot air. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you said
2: Hell's Forge earlier, I don't know if anybody this is a shot in the dark, but if anybody remembers the Will Ferrell SNL skit where like he sells his soul to the devil to like learn how to play guitar. And, and the devil's like terrible. And he's like, it's forged from the bowels of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this damn guitar won't get in tune. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like forged in the bowels of hell or something like that.
3: Yeah, it was, Um, it wasn't, it, Will Ferrell was the devil. Uh, it was. Um,
2: oh, it was Garth Brooks, wasn't it? Garth Brooks. Yeah, it was Garth yeah. Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. anybody curious, uh, definitely look that one up. It's, it's
1: pretty funny. Welcome to the Creators Collective where we will go down any rabbit trail.
2: I also feel like I hour. I mean, we've already covered everything, right? We've covered everything that has to do with wood and metal at some point
3: in our 90-something episodes. I'm diving right? into this into this knife? Yeah, listen to the Creators Collective where we've run out of things to talk about. No, um, <laughs> shorter every week
2: <laughs> until we until until it's just an introduction and then that's our last one.
3: <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. well, the, james yeah. would you be interested in doing um one of the the hand crank blower forges uh on, oh yeah like yeah
1: no I, I actually i I eventually want to get into to doing some forging um and i yeah that's, that's exactly what i have coal and hand crank um and, I see. I, I, I see want to have as,
2: a space for it. I, I see you as more of an induction forge type guy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, those things are unbelievable. If anybody's familiar with those, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, and the other thing I did this week is I went up to uh, Tally Ho, um, which is a Samson boat project. He is restoring a 100-year-old uh, wooden sailing boat yacht. Uh, so it's like a, I think it's 80 foot long uh, wooden boat. And it's it is absolutely incredible and totally tearing it down and basically rebuilding this whole thing but uh we're we were working on the frames while I was there and the frames are the main supports that hold the outside um well, that create the shape of the boat um and they're what hold the planking on the outside and the 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 inside walls of the boat and holy cow if you think that I do a lot of work um, this project is incredibly um, complicated and, and huge. Uh, he has to make 88 form, 88 frames. and each frame is um, has two sides to it. so there's actually hundred so 176 um, actual frame cutouts that have to be made. And each one of these has to be cut out of live oak and they're all this wild curving, flowing shapes so they have to be cut on a bandsaw. Uh, but not only that, at each frame, they all have to be cut on a bevel because the ones closer to the front of the boat, uh, the, you know, the, the, the prow of the boat comes in, and the ones the closer on the sides have to be pretty close to 90 degrees. But not only is there a bevel on the sides of all the frames, but the bevel is progressive. So at the bottom of the boat, it might, only, it might be uh, you know, one or two degrees off, but then up by the sides, it might be as much as 20 degrees off. So as you're cutting on the bandsaw, the head of the bandsaw needs to lean progressively as you go through the cut. Um, so as you're moving it through the cut, the head has to be rotating to create that angle. And so it might start out at one or two degrees and then halfway through the cut be down at like 10, 15 degrees and then farther out it comes back up. Um, and it's just this amazing process. Uh, you've, you've definitely got to go take a look at it. But it's if you look on, on YouTube for Tally it, it will come up. That sounds insane. That's yeah. It's like,
3: how do you control that? How do you, is it like
1: a... Well, he has a 100-year-old ship saw that is uh, the, one of the coolest pieces of work I've ever seen. Like imagine... Uh, you know, Matt Cremona's bandsaw mill, mm-hmm. take that, put bigger wheels on it, turn the head 90 degrees. So it's now a bandsaw and then, um, put a, put that whole thing on a rotating contraption and then put in a, a table that's like six foot by four foot. That's all of solid cast iron. Wow. Uh, and that's the bandsaw. And so it's actually, he has it. It's so big that he's dug out about two feet into the ground to lower this into the ground. And it's still another you know 10 feet up so the table can be at uh, kind of a working height. It's incredibly massive and totally cool. Um, But a lot of fun to play with. (laughs) That's crazy. That sounds really cool though. So I spent two days out there. That was just, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, if anyone likes anything to do with boats or woodworking or history, it is a a phenomenal channel and he is exploding. Uh, He's only been on there for about a year and he's, think like 80,000 subscribers already so um his so average, I did, average views are 100,000 or more
2: that's crazy i was i did my uh my little patreon skype or google hangouts thing yesterday and you guys know who johnny builds is yeah um he just i was talking to him yesterday and uh i wanted to give him a shout out because he just put a video out and like a week or two ago and it already has two million views so if you guys aren't following johnny builds check him out it's, a, it's like a table and Go figure, it's an epoxy table, but still, it's <laughs> like it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy for him. Wow,
1: sweet, cool. All
2: right,
1: uh, have we covered what all we're working on?
2: I, th- I don't I th- think I, I don't think I covered my week yet. Actually,
1: oh okay, <laughs> so we've been talking about off. your forge, so. so now that I'm done eating <laughs>
2: breakfast, <laughs> uh, what you got? Uh, well, I was I was foraging stuff. So there, that's it. <laughs> uh, no, I was doing some uh, some wolf jaw tongs, mm-hmm. which um are really hard to do i mean all tongs I, i'm convinced i mean i think it's this this masochistic thing like
1: here's a wolf jaw tongue
2: uh if you google it that's probably the best way so it's like so instead of I, that i didn't mean to sound like a smart ass when i said that but um <laughs> so i mean it, it, it's like uh hmm how do you explain it it's, it's, it's like a wolf it's, jaw <laughs> it has thing to keep. It has like teeth in it. In yeah, jaw. so it's, I mean, you see like how my fingers here, like if you curl them, there's like little lumps in between them. It's like they almost have like little recesses to grab different sized stock. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're, it's just tricky, really difficult to do those. And tongs are just, I hate making tongs, but I, I try and do a set every few weeks or once a month because I feel like it's a very, very, very good way to like keep your skills in check and, and learn because it's, they have to be identical i mean if if you only had to forge one side it'd be fine but you know you have to make the other side the length has to be the same the the little uh hinge plate section has to be the same size there's just a lot of it it, as far as i can tell it it requires almost every skill i have to make a set of those and the wolf jaws was were tricky because you know you have to like do a lot of chisel and line work to get the things separated, and so yeah, that's that's what I've been working on. Naturally, you know, it's the hottest time of the year here, so that's when I decided to fire up the forge. What uh,
3: what stock are you using for your tongs? So like rebar? No. So here's what I have been doing. I've
2: just used mild steel. um So you know, I think if you had a coal forge or something where you're like leaving your tongs on there, or if you're leaving your tongs in the forge, you're definitely not going to want to use mild steel because they'll burn up and get soft and melt and stuff. But I, you know, my, my tongs aren't really prolonged, not, they're, they're not exposed to the, to the heat for too long. So mild steel's fine. Uh, so in the past I always used three quarter inch stock and made the tongs out of that. And I got really, it's a lot of work. I mean, it is just move. That's a lot of mass to move around. Um, especially drawing out the reins, so i kind of gave up on that and then i saw uh somebody that uh, i think christ centered ironworks is his youtube channel um he starts with quarter inch by one inch stock and i tried that the other day that's what i made those wolf jaws out of so they're not they're not like perfect but it's the first set i've ever forged out of that stock it's a little bit different because you're you know you're you're working the the material but it went way faster way less work uh so that's i think i'm I think I'm a convert to to working with quarter inch by by one inch stock so
3: hmm.
2: yeah way way faster I mean three quarter inches it's just a lot of steel to move around
3: yeah i'm gonna well, I don't have a forge or an anvil yet, but i'm gonna have to try to make some yeah once I get them
2: if if your first set of tongs comes out perfect i'm gonna be pissed
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh i i'll 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 mess them up on purpose just just to just to the stay They're Really, increases. they're really hard to do.
2: I mean, I don't know. Most people like, I think most people just buy them and it's definitely easier to just buy them I and mean, you can get a good set for like 40, 50 bucks. And it takes, I mean, even now it takes me, I never think it's going to take that long, but it always takes me like three, four hours to make a set. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's definitely more time effective to just purchase them. But uh, I don't know. I figure, you know, there's people that are good at them that can knock them out in like an hour,
1: which is nuts
2: to me. So, well, cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, let's uh, answer a couple questions we got. Uh, these are from the live chat. If you'd like to have your answers, uh, questions answered, you can join us in the live chat each uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Usually. <laughs> this is from Matthew Dobbins. Any idea where to find replacement springs or materials? to use for jaws of a miller falls number two they're not compression springs i just picked up i just picked one up but it's missing one of the springs in the chuck Uh, for those of you don't know miller falls number two is an egg beater drill Um, and in the jaw there are springs that actually keep the the jaw open so that's you can fit the bits in there um unless you guys want to jump in, I think I can go ahead and answer this one.
3: Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, honestly, finding the springs or parts for the jaws are incredibly difficult. Um, sometimes you can get lucky and find them on uh, the collector's forums on you on Facebook. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, if you ask on there, you might find someone who has an old beater that they're, that, they're, that they'll part out. Um, another option is setting up a reminder on, uh, or setting up a notification on eBay that, may or may not help. And you may be waiting for a while, but most of the time, that's the the type of thing where you're, you end up buying one that has something broken and just replace the whole chuck because a small piece like that's pretty hard to come by. Um, Another option is if you have one of the springs already, what you can do is measure the width of the, the spring steel itself. And you can actually go buy wire spring steel and shape it to fit that. It takes a good bit to bend it into shape and hold that shape. Um, But you can actually make your own springs. It uh, just takes a little bit of work.
3: Funny enough, I was actually going to suggest making your own springs. Um, There's some good YouTube videos on spring making.
1: Yeah, Especially if you already have one in there, you just duplicate the the shape. I
2: think this old Tony has a good bit on that. But it seems... That's another one of those things. It seems like so much work. Like, because you have to... There's like a... You know, the only literature available is like a book that was written in like 1713 on like yeah. how to make springs <laughs> yeah and uh you know you have to have like the i feel like you have to have a lathe and like there, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of science that that's involved in spring making would that be mm-hmm. something
3: that like McMaster car would have like just like just well
1: randomly. the the spring in this isn't like a spring you'd be thinking about it's it's more like a an l shape oh yeah. okay um and so it, it's a bent piece of metal as opposed to a curly Q spring oh, okay. and it's a, a very specific shape <laughs> hmm. well then fine then I get nothing but yeah like McMaster car Amazon you can find regular springs but uh, probably not this one
0: All right
2: so wow. I forgot if I uh, wanted to mention something uh, you guys are familiar with the ample tunes saying that my friend John and I are doing I know some of our listeners are as well um, so we have had people stealing our music and copywriting it so so that's wow. a thing. Yeah, how cool is that? That's uh, yeah, Almost countless hours. <laughs> You're a big time now. Man. Yeah, yeah, we've made it. Um, so far, it's only all of our like electronic synthwave tracks. Um, we're probably just going to take all of them down. Literally, the same day every. So far, every time that Jimmy Duresti uses one of those tracks, the same day, somebody like starts a new account and like copyrights all of the synthwave tracks. So we haven't had a hit on any of our other stuff yet. We're working, we're fighting with YouTube right now, trying to get the, the copyrights released, but uh, that's, but that's been pretty, pretty disheartening blow to both of us. Cause I mean, we're putting like probably eight to 10 hours into these songs and for somebody to just to for free and for somebody to, to try and collect royalties on our work <laughs> is super frustrating. That's Takes all kinds. So FYI, anybody out there, I think, I mean, it's, it's. Uh, I think if you had the music up before they tried to copyright them, I think you're safe. I talked to Jimmy, and he said he hasn't had any issues. But we've had one or two people that have tried to upload a video with our synth wave tracks, um, and they're getting flagged. So we're we're battling with YouTube on that. But as for now, everything else is is uh, still good, and we're actually creating uh, another a YouTube channel for Ample Tunes where we can just put all of our stuff up with the date. So at least if we have issues in the future, we can say, look, we had it up first. Yeah. So, I
1: don't know. Cool. Fun stuff. Let's mm. see. Uh, oh, we got another question from The Duck. If you could get the tools you think you need or want today, but you have to give up all of the tools you have now, would you? No. That's actually a really interesting question. Uh, I go. I need to Is read that because that again. you have all the tools you need and want?
3: Uh, I mean, there's always you know, you can always use that one more tool. But um, no, I think that it's a collective, it's a, it's a collection. It's a process of education. It's, you know, starting with a circular saw and a drill, moving up to, you know, your a, a shop full of, a full shop uh, full of tools and, you know, learning the in- intricacies of every machine as you get it. Um, I, I think that education is, is far more valuable than just a full shop of tools that, you know... Yeah, so my answer is no. I, I value that education too much to uh, <laughs> to theoretically give up all my tools and have all new tools. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Well, what about I feel you, like I,
3: I couldn't give up the, sta- the tools that I have now or, you know, it's
2: ground up. So, like, you start with the staples. I couldn't do without the tools I have now. So I'm in a pretty good spot, even though I have like a one-and-a-half-car garage, I pretty much have everything. I have everything I need, obviously. There's more that I want. I want a planer joiner, but that's about it at the moment.
1: Uh, you know, I, I, there's pretty much every tool I have, there's a better version of that tool out there. But the tools I have tell the story about where I've been and what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, I think, to me, that story and that history is worth more than the tools themselves because the, the tool is well yes it's a tool to do things but it's more than that it is it's an extension of who i am James getting all sentimental here i i know and that's because and a tool is not just <laughs> yeah. a tool it's 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 you
2: well did you guys see on <laughs> jimmy dresta's story he just got a drill press that they believe it was in the the building it's been in the building for like 150 160 years Uh, it's a drill press that they think belonged to Thomas Blanchard who lived there. Who's the guy that invented like the steam carriage, like the first car. Like that's pretty cool. That's pretty weird to, you know, you can Wikipedia him, but it's just weird to think that like you have this tool that could have made a part for the first automobile. Like it's just so that there is certainly some cool sentiment there. Absolutely. I found, I found, uh, the other day, this was like a couple weeks ago. I was using a punch, like just a center punch for something, and I flip it over, and it, there's BH on the side. And I'm like, I think this is my grandpa's punch. I had no idea. <laughs> like, I
3: don't remember
2: getting tools from, you know, my my dad, or I'd never met my grandpa, but my dad was over, and I'm like, I think this is your dad's tool. And he's like, Yeah, probably. I'm like that's awesome. It's crazy <laughs> to think that, like, who would have thought that he bought this tool, you know, 60 years ago, and his grandson
3: would be using it. It's kind of cool. No, absolutely. I've got my I, my granddad's uh Dunlap jack plane um and he died 2 days before I was born. So.
1: Huh. Yeah. It's
2: you know th- there's th- there's something cool about I you know I think I used to probably like nice clean stuff, but it's really neat sometimes getting a tool that an old tool that has somebody's initials in it. I think that's kind of cool. I mean it's like, huh, thanks yeah. Ernie, whoever Ernie is or <laughs> yeah. you
1: know whatever. <laughs> Some of the things I love about the wooden body planes that I have is you, in the in one end of the plane, you have the maker's mark, but in the other plane, the other end of the plane, you'll often have like seven or eight stamps from the woodworkers who have used it over the hundreds of years of its life. That's so cool. And so you kind of, you have no idea who these are, who these people are, but you know, that this tool has, you know, produced a lot of other things for a lot of other people. It makes it a lot of enjoyment.
2: history. very cool. I wonder who's making cool. all my tools. So I think
3: <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement that no, we would not give up our entire shop full of tools for the tools that we think yeah. that we need.
1: Uh, I, I think that there, there are people out there who just, you know, they jump into it and they have a lot of money and they go and buy the best of the best. Uh, and I think that they're kind of missing out on the enjoyment of, of learning and growing because at that point, they're buying a tool as a tool and not as in, uh, it's not something that you're going to be learning all those steps and things the the history of becoming a a maker
3: (laughs) absolutely and and so i know that you know i've got a relationship with grizzly now and i've got you know nice tools in my shop but when i just was starting to build my shop you know it was these craigslist finds and james i know you're a hand tool guy but it's more power tool related but you know I was, all these Craigslist finds of you know my planer which was made you know in the early 90s um, had sat in someone's garage needed a you know full tune-up but all the the pieces were there and learning you know how that machine works and like the engineering yeah. behind it was like totally invaluable um, versus you know if I just bought a brand new, you know whatever that worked perfectly and then it, when something starts to go wrong or i'm getting snipe on my planer or something going i don't know but now like i know how the machine works so it's like oh i can just tweak this and it's not a big deal if i'm getting that so yeah i i, I agree with you that uh you know just spending lots of money right off the bat is uh is not a, a good way to go about it
1: cool uh, i think those are questions for this week but uh photo creators challenge we were going to um pick a winner this week but we only have two entries and one of those entries is mine oh so- <laughs> well the other
2: guy wins <laughs> any
1: so we're gonna um because we only had it open for one week we're going to hold it open for the second week like we normally do so we'll pick a winner next time and it should be on Thursday next week, right? Yes, oh, Thursday.
2: So I had an idea. So I, I think, I think I showed it to you guys last week that little hammer that I made with the green handle that I yeah. auctioned off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking we need to do some collaboration between the three of us, and that would be really cool. And then we could like, you know, either auction it off or something, and use that money to finally yeah. buy our our podcast shirts or whatever something you know, something that we can use for giveaway. But I was thinking like I could forge, I don't know if it'd be a handle or something, but I could like forge maybe a hammerhead or something. One of you guys could do the handle. And then I don't know what the other person would do.
3: Maybe like carve the handle. Yeah,
1: Carving or engraving.
3: What about kind of a, of cool. a, a, a hatchet or a, a tomahawk or something? Like
2: that could be, I haven't done one of those yet though. Like that's, that's on my to-do list. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I I don't want to give somebody a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: If Someone has an idea of something they'd like to see auctioned off. Let us know, and we might. That's, uh, we might that's do within
2: it. that's within our abilities. I think. I mean, I feel pretty confident in my my hammer making.
1: Yeah, we also so, have another um, collab we'll probably be doing sometime where we're all creating because we're all three of us were sent a bowl blank. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Uh, who was it? Um, it
2: was a Birchtree Farm. Andrew Hatch. at – Maybe? Birch Tree Farms, I know
1: that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Andrew Hatch. Let I me let me, pull, let me pull me bust up the um,
1: but yeah we'll probably each be doing one in a different way. I'm actually trying to find a specific tool that I need to do it in what I want to do, but uh, we'll see.
3: James, have you done any carved bowls like in the like Scandinavian
1: style? Don't give it away. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, I, was, I, I have done one in the past and fairly well for that. It was a guess. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you have one more week to get in your creator's photo challenge. You can do that on Instagram and just do a hashtag creators photo challenge. And the topic for next time is framing. So uh, frame your image. Uh, whether it be with an actual frame or a frame saw, like I did. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> um, or in like, uh, I really like the other one though. He has like flowers hanging down around. It. I knew had them. Uh, so somebody
2: else suggested you could do a carving knife. Oh yeah. Yeah. Make Brooklyn. Yeah. So
1: who knows? We'll have to, we'll see. Now we do have a joke of the week from yes. Carbonite Gamorrean. Did you hear about the farmer and his wife that left him? It's okay. He tracked her down.
2: <laughs> that one's actually pretty good. That one's
1: legitimately <laughs> made me giggle. <laughs> uh, I snorted a little. <laughs> so, If you have a joke you'd like to hear, hear us tell, uh, go ahead and send it to us and we'll throw that in there. The cheesier and the more daddy, the better. Uh, <laughs> Let's look at what we're uh, watching, reading, or inspiring us. Uh, Will, what you got?
3: I am watching uh, because I've been totally... I, knife making has totally like taken over my brain. Um, I just think it's so cool. Um, Have you made
2: anything the past like week or two? Have you finished anything?
3: No, I've been working on the house. I haven't, I haven't had a whole lot of shop time. Um, I've been editing photos and, and working on the house and getting actual concrete. Woohoo! woo-hoo. Bummer. Um, well, I mean, I'm, that's good, but you're not sick of, sick of hearing me talking about concrete yet. Well, yeah. uh,
2: someday I will be done complaining about Florida and you'll be done talking about your
3: pool. And yeah, you know, James (laughs) is done with that dresser. So we each have our our thing. Um, No. So I've been watching the green beetle uh, who, if you haven't seen his channel or if you're interested in knife making at all, I highly recommend his channel. He makes knives out of like anything he's made knives out of and like usable knives um, that will actually hold an edge. He's made knives out of um, nails, like framing nails, uh, where he uh, does compartment forge welding, uh, and he so he, he fills a tube full of like nails or fish hooks or uh, any anything metal, uh, and then he makes sure that he makes the edge like this nail knife he made. Um, he poured nails into the compartment tube, then put a, a sheet of nickel steel, um, and then on canister the word- of Damascus, I think. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> canister Damascus. Um, and then he poured like 1084 steel powder where the edge would be, and then canister forged it all together and made this awesome, awesome knife have, out of it. But he does a lot of stuff like that.
2: Have you watched, uh, have you seen Forged and Fire?
3: I don't have cable.
2: Oh, hmm. There's got to be a way to like pirate it. It's it's I'm sure like it's one of those things that I think is cool to not like if you're like a bladesmith, but it's a pretty it's a pretty addicting show. Like I it gotta give him
1: credit. It's yeah, you can watch it online. There's a couple places. And right. it, it's
2: the problem is, is it's gotten like more ridiculous. Like it oh. used to be like really like, <clears throat> I mean it's pretty strenuous. You get like I don't know how many hours they get to forge a blade, but now it's like they keep upping the ante every season. They're like. All right. We're going to tie your left foot to your right arm and you have to make a knife in 30 minutes and canister. I mean, not really, but that's what it
3: seems like to me. But so, that's a uh, I'd watch that one. <laughs> um, I know Hoff Hoffman blacksmithing. Uh, yeah. Liam. He's been on there. Yeah. Liam. Hoffman. Yeah. He won. Yeah. Um, and, which is pretty cool because I didn't realize that I just knew him from Instagram. We like each other's stuff. And then I saw that he was on Forged fire and fire. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh i don't know what makes goldberg qualified to be a that's a on different show. one so that's uh oh
2: yeah i don't like that one that show that's the uh, i can't remember what it's called it's like cut or die or some ridiculous name <laughs> it's like a forge what the hell is it called i can't remember but it's yeah it's i can't take it like forge and fire is actually kind of chill like it's just kind of like it's almost relaxing to watch these people just like making stuff and then there's like that the other one's like a knife, kung fu, bucket chop thing contest, and Goldberg just like no, like for, <laughs> for thirty minutes. It's just I can't do it. uh, like he should but, be selling like Mountain Dew and Monster Truck tickets, not like narrating a knife show. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out Green Beetle. It's it's really inspiring stuff. <laughs>
1: nice nice transition there
3: cool (laughs) james what are you watching or reading what's inspiring you
1: um i have to say tally ho um it's a channel that i've been watching for the last year i I think i started watching him in like his first or second video and uh it was kind of cool to actually go out there in person the the amount of of skill and um the sheer amount (laughs) of live oak needed is incredible And it is an inspiring build and one that I am really looking forward to watching and hoping that I can get out to get out there again sometime and give him a hand. Um, So definitely check it out. It's Tally Ho, T-A-L-L-Y-H-O on uh, YouTube. So uh, incredible project. I can't say more. Cool. Uh, What about you, Zach? Uh,
2: So uh, Brant Bailey, I know I've talked about him before. I have a few of his hammers. Uh, he just recently, like over the past like month or two, he started putting out a bunch of YouTube videos, which hasn't historically done. He's kind of mostly an Instagram person. And th- I, I like him. A lot of it's on the power hammer, but still, you just get to see, you know, everybody has a different technique for doing things. And this, I mean, I would, I would say this guy is, he's like, it's kind of weird to use the word hammer in the same sentence, but like, he's like, he's like the Mozart of power hammer uh he so it's it's interesting but his videos are really short they're like five minutes and there's no cutting no editing it's like i'm going to show you how to make something that would take you four days to do and i'm going to do it in five minutes on you know uh so there's just no bs a lot of cool techniques and stuff so uh, yeah brent bailey that's who i've been watching
3: cool
1: well do you have a uh, product of the week zach Mm -hmm. What I will in a
3: minute. I, Why don't you guys go?
1: Will, what you got? I uh,
3: got it. I don't have one yet, um, but just because I've been almost, I've almost pulled the trigger on it. Uh, I got to go with that Hells Forge um, for knife making. On strictly, on the reviews are good. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> it's my going to be favorite product of the week. Oh,
2: have you ordered it yet?
3: Not yet. I I messaged them on Facebook. Yeah. Um, to see if they wanted to like sponsor a video or, something. A or but, uh, something. Yeah, do a collaboration. But if they don't, I'll probably buy it.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um James James, how are you? Um I have to go with the ship saw that I got to work with at Tally Ho. If, if you can't tell, I was really I really enjoyed my time out there. Um but this saw <laughs> I think is... you just enjoy saying tally Ho. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 this saw is just incredible and words cannot describe how massive and complicated this thing is. To be able to progressively change the pitch and angle of the saw, because in most um, band saws the, the table turns, and mm-hmm. uh, this the table is always flat, and the saw itself turns around the table, and uh, it, it it has a a power knob so you can actually turn it by power, but that actually moves it a little too fast. So you can you, the way he has it set up is a crank on the end, so there's a second person watching the angles written out on the board so that he can turn the crank to match the angle at, at different spots on the board. That's insane. Um, so yeah, definitely go check out, look at it. his most recent video has a, uh, has a good look at the saw and the next one coming out, will have even more and I'll probably have a video coming out soon with what I did on it. So it's a, a seriously cool channel as well as tool. Where do you find something like that? Um, well, this particular saw is, they don't know exactly how old it is, but it's probably somewhere around 100 years old. Um, and he he was wanting to have something like that. He actually was going to end up having to do it with a sawzall and having a, a bed mounted to the sawzall so he could slowly change the angle of the sawzall. But that would take forever to cut one of these things out. And um, uh, someone watching the channel said, hey, I've got one. Do you want it? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. And so this makes like we were cutting 10 foot long boards and a 10 foot long cut dead on the line through two and a quarter inch of live oak, which, if you've ever cut live oak, it is um, incredibly difficult. And we were cutting, you know, 10 foot long line in 50, 60 seconds uh, while changing the angle. It was okay. Probably a little longer than that. It was probably like a minute and a half but still that's incredibly fast. Wow. Yeah. So Zach, have you thought of one yet? I have. What you got? So
2: um, this is a you know music related stuff. So uh, as, as anybody who follows that knows I have this weird affinity for like spaghetti western music. and like I've wanted to do like a spaghetti western rock band. We have a handful <laughs> of uh, tracks up on ample tunes that are kind of in that realm. So I ordered a uh, it's pretty much a baritone guitar. It's like Ennio Morricone, who's like the guy who did the soundtrack for all of the, you know, old Clint Eastwood movies and stuff. He did, uh, kind of invented that genre of music. And, uh, there's a lot of weird instruments, which will, you know, include, a uh, like the old Fender bass six, which is just a, ba- a baritone. It's like a six string bass guitar. So the vintage modified line of Squire, um, which are actually really good. I used to work at a music store and I was always impressed squires meh, but the vintage modified stuff is really good. And it's the only thing that's currently out there that approaches it. So here's uh so that was, I was,
3: that was my first electric guitar it was a squire strat.
2: The, some of them are really good. Like, I mean, I'm, I have a ton of really nice, expensive, you know, guitars and instruments, uh, you know, fenders and Gibsons and all of that. But the uh the old affinity like the old affinity squires are pretty good and um the uh the vintage modified stuff is really like i remember always being impressed with them so it, i ordered this uh fender bass six baritone and it just showed up this morning right before the podcast that's why i was a few minutes late so i haven't even opened it yet so yeah
1: well, go Get ahead,
2: ready for some funky toy.
1: <laughs> some funky western music cool sweet Well, I think that about does it for this week. I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who joined us in the live chat. You can join us normally Thursday at 10 a.m. And we are looking forward to having you there as well as answering your questions live. And I do want to say a thank you to our patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to find out more, patreon.com forward slash (laughs) creators collective. And we will uh, see you next
0: time. Until then, have
1: a wonderful day. See you later. Adios.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.